This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3648, for Wednesday, the 27th of July, 2022. Today's show is entitled, A Response to Tomorrow's Show. It is hosted by Ken Fallon and is about 28 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Ken brings the DeLorean up to Earth to address Monochrome X comment on stats. Back to the future. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. In tomorrow's show, the Linux in-laws travel back in time to bring us reports from the future. Unfortunately, they took a left turn down the wrong leg of the trousers of time and ended up making some wrong assumptions about how popular they are. Although the entire show is a spoof based around their meteoric rise to fame and fortune, it's the segment 6 minutes 31 to 10 minutes 56 that I want to discuss. It more or less comes down to the following quote. But okay. if I if I take a look at archive, or if we take a look at, mm. at archive.org, for the last one year and one and or almost almost one year and a half, we clock in on average between fifteen hundred and two thousand five hundred listeners. Given the fact that we have launched this podcast, short of two and a half years ago, that's quite amazing. And then later? On average, we are listened to by anything between 5,000 and 10,000 listeners per episode, given the fact that, as I said, quite a few people syndicate us. Sure you got and the decimal just, point in the right place there. Say again? Are you sure you got the decimal point in the right place there? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm off by magnitude, so maybe it's <laughs> just 50,000 to 100,000 people. So the logic employed here is take the downloads from one site, multiply that number by this number of syndicated sites, and that will give you the total downloads. Now, I think we can do a lot better than a mere 100,000. So first thing, let's look in the Hacker Public Radio logs for a sample episode. HPR 3609 is their latest one. Linux in laws uh, 01. Episode 57, Operating System Level Virtualization and Martin's Fit. So a simple grep-i63609 asterisk.log and pipe that to wc-l or account. That'll give us a total of 8,421. And we do a quick Google search for Linux Outlaws and that turns 564,000 results in 0.54 seconds no less so if you multiply the number of hits on hpr by the number of results you get on google you arrive at an estimated listenership of four billion seven hundred and forty nine million forty four four hundred and forty four thousand now let's round that up to around five billion shall we and say that's pretty impressive but we can go further, because that's just for one show. They've already released 57 episodes, so their listenership has to be 57 times greater. So, obligatory drumroll, and you can logically say that the Linux in-law show has a total of 
and eight subscribers. Let's round that up to an even 271 billion, shall we? Now that is impressive, given the fact that the total number of people who lived on planet Earth ever is 108 billion. So all messing aside, there's something wrong with my logic, definitely. But the question is, is there something wrong with their logic? Separating the wheat from the chaff. When I searched through Hacker Public Radio logs earlier, it returned 8,421 hits. But the Internet Archive only shows 1,493 downloads. So what's going on? Well, you guessed it. Our logs contain a lot more than just download records. We need to limit ourselves to counting the media for a start, and that reduces it by 3,713 log lines. And for those interested, gone are 2,169 references where the number 3609 appeared. For example, uh, uh, 5636096 bytes in a log line number. There were 1,107 hits to the episode page itself. There were 111 hits to a page on the mailing list unrelated to this. 42 hits were version numbers in Safari. 154 were version numbers from Chrome, from the user agent string. 22 hits were from web crawlers and bots, etc., and of course, 108 hits were attacks, and that's fairly typical. So now looking just at the 4,708 media files, 21 of those were bots that can be eliminated, and 544 were head methods, not get methods. So the head method is identical to the get method, except that the server must never return a response. And the reason people would do this is to check and see if the file has been changed or not. And then the rest were duplicate IP addresses. So that leaves a total of 1,079. Hold on, that's 414 less than what we were saying was actually downloaded. Well, it turns out that people download the same episode several times on different days. So when you put those back, you get 1,493. Now, that begs the question, should you count unique hits per day or just unique hits in general? On the other hand, a single IP address might be hiding multiple um, downloads, for example, in a university or in a, in, a, in a company or something like that behind a firewall. So I hope you can see this is an exact science. And even so, at the end of the day, the simple fact is just because somebody downloads a show does not mean that they actually listen to it. Stats. I hate them. We love them. They also say that Hacker Public Radio doesn't like stats. Well, that's where they're wrong. It's just me that doesn't like them. And that's because generating them is a waste of time. There is no true figure that you're ever going to arrive at. Producing the figures for this show has taken two weeks of my free time. But at least we get a show, so I'm happy about that. In the process, I picked up two really cool tips from uh, LibreOffice Calc, which I'm going to share with you. However, every time this is discussed on the mail list, people really love statistics and want Hacker Public Radio to have them. I ended up putting them off for so long that the problem fixed itself. And now that we're hosting the main feed on the Internet Archive, we get statistics for free. But can you trust those figures on the internet archive. Yes, 
by and large, yes. And we can confirm this because we compare their figures with what we get from the Hacker Public Radio weblogs. I put a link in the show notes to how the Internet Archive works. Each item has a view counter, and by item they mean like show all the multiple. If you list all the multiple media types, WAV, FLAC, MP3, etc., would all be under one media type. So each item has a counter. Sorry. All the media will be one item. And the view counter is increased each time a user engages with a media item. A user can only increase the view count of a particular item per day. So if I went over and listened to the MP3 and then the AUG, that's still only one interaction. If a user downloads or views multiple items on the same day, that's only counted as one. Now, we're doing more or less the same thing on HPR. The only difference is we count gets instead of interactions, and we eliminate bots and crawlers. Presumably, the Internet Archive does something similar. So in the example episode for Linux in-laws season one, episode 57, the Internet Archive reported 1,269 downloads, while Hacker Public Radio reported 1,493. So that's a difference of 200 and 24, but that's okay. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Now, to explain the difference, let's explain what is actually happening here. When an episode is published on Hacker Public Radio, it's added to the future RSS feed. And that feed only ever points to media hosted locally on the HPR server. And there's about 50 subscribers to that, give or take. On the other hand, the main feed, now at least, comes exclusively from the Internet Archive. So additionally, you're going to get discrepancies because any shows played on the Internet Archive are only going to be counted over there, and any shows played on the webpage of the HPR website are only going to be counted on the HPR website. So there will always be differences on the download stats on both sides, but they're close enough for jazz, yeah. So the statement that they made that we clock in on average between 1,500 and 2,500 listeners is a smidgen of an exaggeration. The correct figures are 1,269 as the lowest and 2,240 as the highest. Syndication. Where they go astray is when they use that number and then guesstimate the listenership to between to be between five and 10,000 listeners per episode. And they feel justified in using that number because I quote, given the fact that quite a few people syndicate us. So some people might not know what the term syndication is. And from Wikipedia, it says web syndication is a form of syndication in which content is made available from one website to other websites. That's not very helpful. So think of it as an old school content delivery network or content caching. And this is how it would work in theory. When the first client makes a request, the media would be retrieved from the Hacker Public Radio. So instead of having the media pass through to their client, which it would do, they would also save a copy locally on their servers. That way, all requests for all subsequent requests for that file would be served from their local website on the syndication on the syndicated website. So anyone viewing the second or later items for that media would not be registered in our logs because we wouldn't see it. Therefore, anything played there would not be counted in our internet stats. Actually, for syndicated websites, there is a way where 
there's a, a HTTP uh, response that you can send over to say that this content has been played. So even in a, in a syndication, you can register with the source website that it has been played or downloaded. Anyway, but I was immediately suspicious when I heard this, not just because of legal issues with hosting random media, but because of the bandwidth costs involved. So fun fact, no, no, that is not what's happening. And you can prove this because fortunately, most uh, popular web browsers have developer tools that let you confirm exactly what's happening on the network. So you can go the, to this right now, go to, for example, Hacker Public Radio website itself. Actually, you know, that would be pointless, but uh, go to Apple Podcasts, right? That, which is the example that we have in the uh, show notes. And if you press and hold down Control, Shift, and then press I, and then go to the network tab, and then you press on any episode, what you're going to see is... Um, yeah, it does something on its own site. Then you're going to see a call going out to Hacker Public Radio, and we do a redirect to archive.org, and then archive.org redirects it to one of the local, uh, one of their uh, mirror sites. So basically, that's what's happening. So I checked, I narrowed down the search using quotes around Linux Indoors podcast, and that returned a more manageable 1,810 results. And I limited myself to looking at all the pages given on Google and only looking at the ones that had a play button. And these are they in order of ones returned. So the first three are not using the Hacker Public Radio feed, but the XML feed from the Linux in-laws themselves. They are Podchaser, Player FM, and YouTube. All the rest of them are using the Hacker Public Radio feed. And those are Apple Podcasts, Apple Addict, Get Podcast, Archive.org, Listen Notes, Spotify, GPodder, Digital Podcasts, Podcast.de, Hobby Public Radio, Podacy, and Podtail. Uh, I also checked two other websites, uh, Google Podcasts, which is the Linux in-laws feed as well, and iHeartRadio. And all of them, except two, are using... You can see when you open them up, all of them except two, you can see that they are coming directly from the Internet Archive. So these sites are syndicate, are not syndicating the content at all. They're just syndicating the RSS feed. So if you press play on that site, it will register as an item hit on the Internet Archive. The one site that isn't there is uh, Spotify, not because they're not hosting the media, but because they're obfuscating it. And we were able to confirm this by looking at the HPR logs. And you see that the Spotify client user agent from different IP addresses requesting the same show is coming in. Now, if that was being cached, we would see only one IP address coming in and all subsequent, uh, and we wouldn't see anything else for that media. The only case where syndication is actually happening is on YouTube. And the reason for that is because they need to transfer the media, media from audio into a video format. So that channel is the unfinished, unofficial Linux in-laws channel, which is actually cool. I left them uh, a note um, to see how you're doing that because it would be really cool if we could officially do this for all the HPR shows. And, uh, and also they need to highlight that as Creative Commons content, but that's a by the way. So they have uh, 10 subscribers and a total of 606 views. 
Now, given the released above 57 episodes, 10 views, it seems correct. But don't forget that we need to subtract one from the Hacker Public Radio site or the Internet Archive because it was downloaded from there in the first place in order to be converted to video. So, therefore, the claim of between 5,000 and 10,000 listeners per episode is not correct, simply because there's no syndication going on to speak of. Elephant in the room. And now we need to address the elephant in the room. But okay. if I if I take a look at archive, or if we take a look at, mm-hmm. at archive.org, for the last one year and one and or almost almost one year and a half, we clock in on average between fifteen hundred and two thousand five hundred listeners. Given the fact that we have launched this podcast, short of two and a half years ago, that's quite amazing. A figure of 1,278 total downloads for the latest show is an amazing achievement. Seriously, any podcast in the Linux space would be proud to have that. What's even more amazing, though, is that they managed to garner 2,190 downloads for their very first show, because it's very difficult for new shows to get noticed. It takes a time to build your audience, And that can be seen with the grumpy old coders, for example. They did an interview in HPR 2388, which is Linux In-Laws Season 1, Episode 28, The Grumpy Old Coders. And they reported their downloads figures as, and I quote, about 200 listeners across all episodes, which they seem to agree was about right for podcasts of their type. And I know regular listeners to podcasts will kind of agree with that. That seems to be the norm. Now, having listened back to that entire episode again, it was clear that the guests from the Grumpy Old Coders believed that Hacker Public Radio is a podcast hosting platform, one that operates like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, where each show has to build their own audiences. At this point, neither Chris nor Martin explained that Hacker Public Radio is not a podcast hosting platform, but it is a podcast in and of itself, one where the fixed RSS feed is used by a rotating team of volunteers hosts. Now, the Linux in-laws may well believe that Hacker Public Radio is a podcast hosting platform and that all the traffic is driven by their Linux in-laws RSS feed coming from their own website. Show me the stats. So are the listeners to the Linux in-laws podcast just Linux in-laws listeners, or are they actually Hacker Public Radio listeners? So let's compare the download numbers for the Linux in-laws episodes to the download numbers of the Hacker Public Radio episodes that were released in the previous week to that. We're going to look at their first episode, which picked up 2,190 downloads in total since its release. But on the first day of release, it was downloaded 9,000, sorry, 998 times. So that's not bad. And if we look at the shows before that, the 10 shows before that, they downloaded 910, 940, 947, 968, 971. You get the, you get the idea. Their latest show, um, had a first day figure of 753. And the show 
released before that was 726, 722, 732, 774, etc. So the first day of release numbers for the first show was about 56 more than an average HPR episode released around the same time. And the additional downloads are common enough when a new host joins. The first day release number for their latest show is five downloads above average for the other Hacker Public Radio shows released the same week. Now, in the graph, I plotted a all the Hacker Public Radio downloads that I know of, and I highlighted the Linux in-laws ones on that. And things you should be aware is that every single dot is there is not without co- cost. There's a charge for storing it, and there's a charge for transferring it. And it's provided to us entirely free by our hosting provider, anonistote.com, and the volunteer project, The Internet Archive, both of which have donated terabytes of storage and data use, data transfer to us for free. Links on how you can support both of those organizations are in the show notes. So looking at the graph, you can say that their shows are popular, but you can't say that they're any more popular than any other shows around the same time. And what else can we derive from the chart? Well, you can derive that um, if you want to plot count of something against a date in LibreOffice, you need to make sure that the dates are recognized as dates and not text. And then you need to plot using a scatter plot. And thanks to AW35AWAF5A, link in the show notes, you can group data by year and month. So you've got a whole go of days and you want to consolidate them down by year and month. You can create a pivot table using data pivot table insert or edit with the date column in the row field. So you drag uh, the date column into the row fields and the sum into the data field. And then Close that, you click any cell in the pivot table, date usually in the first column, and you go to data, group and outline group, and then in the section group by select intervals, you click both month and years, and then you can plot those as summaries. It's really, really quite nice. Accurate download numbers. We can actually determine which downloads derive from the Linux Unrolls brand and those from the HPR community. And this is due to the fact that the Linux in-laws RSS feed includes shows soon after they're published to the Internet Archive. While the Hacker Public Radio, we release shows on a per-schedule basis and they only get released on their release date. So as explained earlier, the main HPR RSS feed will never release shows that are scheduled for a future release. While the Hacker Public Radio future feed only ever serves shows from the Hacker Public Radio website itself. And you can check this yourself. If you look at the Linux in-laws feed from their own webpage, you see that they use hackerpublicradio.org forward slash eps and then the file that they want, whereas the Hacker Public Radio future feeds use hackerpublicradio.org forward slash local. So, therefore, if you go to the download statistics for Linux in-laws shows on the Internet Archive, link in the show notes, uh, shows that are listed before the Hacker Public Radio day of release can only have come from the Linux in-laws feed. And a link is, uh, 
screenshots that's in the show notes. So for the four future shows, they have 18 downloads, 112, 115, and 112 downloads respectively. So on average, that puts them around 98 downloads per show. So we can say that together with their YouTube subscribers, their show has 107 downloads before Hacker Public Radio subscribers join the party. Now, we said the grumpy old Cordes said that they had about 200 listeners, but they had a caveat that that was spread across all the episodes, so it's not per-episode counts. So they seem to match. So, is that the final answer? Fun fact, no. Because they do get between 1,269 and 2,240 listeners per show. So many Hacker Public Radio subscribers listen to their episode. A number of those subscribers would also subscribe to the Linux in-laws, but don't because they're already getting the shows via the Hacker Public Radio podcast. On the other hand, we don't see that these shows consistently get 107 more downloads than other shows. So you could argue that some Hacker Public Radio subscribers don't listen to them and so would not subscribe. Pick a number, any number, between 18 and 271 billion. I still maintain the processing log files, filtering them out, figuring out what's happening is a complete waste of time. You never get a clear answer and the answers can be manipulated to get whatever results you want. And we don't have advertisers. We don't need to produce numbers to make advertisers feel better that they're hitting their target downloads figures. In theory, hosts may find it valuable to see which shows is most popular and focus on those. But in practice, there's so much variability that nothing can be derived from the figures. All the information that I want to know can't be plotted. How many people actually listen to the show and how many people were helped by it. That's stuff you can't get from statistics. The only way you're going to get that is if people leave feedback. And when they do, they turn from being listeners into community members. Summary. All right, closing off, I want to explain that the purpose of this show was not to criticize the Linux in-laws. Far from it. This was intended to correct information provided by them. They bring a wide and varied selection of content to Hacker Public Radio, and it's very welcome and is indeed very popular. Their numbers, and indeed your numbers, if you become a HBR host, are very impressive in their own right. Each day, your show will be heard by as many people as can squeeze into the Janssen room at Fostem. For those who haven't been to Fostem, that's about two of those big double-decker Airbuses. And every month, we have around 33,500 downloads. And again, to put that into perspective, that's about 40 of those huge airplanes. But remember, the key takeaway from this show is who should get credit for hosting our shows. Syndicated websites are essentially monetizing HPR content. They're not marrying the media, and we're absolutely fine with that. That's because our shows are released under a Creative Commons Attribution, share like 3.0 unported license. There's absolutely no requirement or obligation to share the spoils with us. Another key takeaway is that our hosting is entirely free of charge to us. So while the podcast hosting platforms actually host a whopping 605 kilobytes, our hosting providers, anhonesthost.com and the volunteer project at the Internet Archive donates terabytes 
of storage for us to use for free. Not just that, but also the shoulder, the huge costs of transferring data through expensive carrier backbone infrastructure. The people to thank are our own Josh Knapp from anhonesthost.com who provides the Hacker Public Radio website and the Internet Archive, who are a digital library whose stated mission is universal access to all knowledge. And they provide hosting for the media. Links to how you can support those very worthwhile projects are in the show notes. That's it. Tune in again tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.